Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Fantastic about it. Yeah. I I can't tell you how much joy it gives me to imagine you playing Beat Saber. That's really be- Oh that, yeah. That's I really mean, been you, the hope for me in this quarantine. I'm, I'm never gonna film myself doing it. That's I all wanna, I want. Though. I don't wanna know. I don't wanna see it. I don't wanna know. <laughs> I don't wanna know what it looks like. I'm not interested. That's all anybody wants though, you know? That's all yeah, any, yeah that's hope for the country. Are you denying us that, Dave? Yes, I'm denying the country hope. <laughs> Despair mm. you, September fucks. November yeah. looms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Good times. Yeah. Oh, man. We have fun. We try. We do. We, we have fun here. We have fun here. Yeah. 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 Dave and I were trying to figure out some game we could start playing, Tom. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, sounds like Aven- it sounds like you're play- making a poll for Avengers here. I am. I don't know how into it everybody else will be, but... I, I, I'm not not into it. I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, is there is there any version of reality where we can just start taking turns at Tony Hawk immediately after we finish recording this and do it for the rest of our lives? Yes. Is Tony Hawk out? It Tony comes Hawk. out at nine. Yep. Fuck! Yeah, exactly, yeah. Dave. What a fucking weekend we're getting. It's going to be 109 degrees, and I'm not going to feel any heat but the heat of the hawk flying through yeah. those fucking tunnels, baby. It's going to be so good. The blazing phoenix of the Birdman himself. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Collecting letters, getting combos like an asshole. Finding secret tapes. (laughs) Holy shit. What a weekend it's going to be. It's delightful. It's it's heading into Labor Day weekend. I got Avengers. I got Tony Hawk. I got got Tony Hawk on my side. (laughs) You got the world at your feet. I'm not, doing, I'm not I'm not getting out of my goddamn chair this weekend. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have anyway, because where am I going? But now right. at least I'll be looking at something I like. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's true. <laughs> I'll be so, I'll be engaged in minimal activity. Yeah, that's the dream. And the that's best, a, that's the a best good kind. thing. That's honestly the best kind. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping that your your podcast crew will get to hear this. And uh, just listen to it while the sweet tones of Superman by Goldfinger are blasting mm-hmm. through their ears, you know? 100%, mm. yeah. That's, no, that's what I would want. Listen to this while you're playing Tony Hawk. You better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fix your life. You fucking better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fix yeah. your life. Correct your life. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we should probably get... Well, you know what? You know what? We're, we're starting. This is it. Oh, hey, everyone. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Hi! Wow. Hi! Well, welcome to another episode of Hypecast! Hypecast! 
Oh, man, the show where we get hyped about stuff and things and Tony Hawk. I am your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And flying in with a Nolly Impossible, your guest, Adam Ganser. Hello, Adam. Yeah, mm. I can never do that. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Uh, I'm great. Living vicariously at nearly 40 through Tony Hawk, who's 50 and still Woo! better than me. In <laughs> <laughs> every conceivable area of life. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> what a reality check i'm getting in it's minute three of this podcast mm. oh god oh uh, man yeah i know <laughs> that's, good times that's what i say every single day when i wake up now uh man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking carousel of darkness? Fine. This, this again? <laughs> real uh, real morbid tone to start this hypecast. Real bummer. Yeah. It's going to be a real bummer, folks. Yeah. Get oh, ready. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good. Everybody's... everybody's uh, Sounds like everybody's in a great mood. Yeah, I'm doing my best, man. We're primed, yeah. man. We're primed to go. Let's let, we're ready yeah. to hype. Let's, let's yeah, yeah. dig into some fucking producers. <laughs> okay, we got we got some new we got some new producers. Yes, you guys, adventurous ones, may I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. Special thanks to new producers, uh, Happy Ed. Woo woo. Yeah, that's a that's like a serial killer clown name or something. Oh yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, also, thank you to the guy with the head, which, uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, but sure. This is the guy. I think those two are working Uh, together. Maybe because they rhyme. Yeah. Uh, also thank you to, I was born to stare all caps for some reason. Uh, it was actually one word Mm -hmm. when they sent it to me, but I, I went ahead and put in some spaces based off, uh. What I figured the the words were, it could be I was born toast tear, totally, or could like be. I was born tossed r. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this is my you know my best guess. I was, Thank I you. was born a toaster. Yeah, it's hi- it's history's yeah. enigma, really. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Tiger Drawers, Pat Pratt Thompson, Raindrops keep falling on my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, thank you to Owen Rice. Thank you, Owen. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Love that. Always a pleasure. But briefly, it's Owen Rice. It's not Owen. It's Owen. It's Owen. He, did he say it's Owen? I mean, uh, Tom, we had a discussion about this, right? Mm-hmm. Owen Rice hasn't corrected us, but I, I'm pretty sure it's just Owen. I'm sure this is already some American cultural elitism, but I'd like to hear from this person. I'd like to know, because Owen uh, is you know rules. What? Yeah, so do, uh, I would as well. Uh, or other Owens spelled with an I in there. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, tell us otherwise, what's up with that Otherwise, I. it's Owen. Yeah. Did I do Dan Hackroyd? I did. You did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kool-Aid Man is a proud communist. Woo! Thank you. Woo! Uh, so true. Uh, and guy with a long name. Woo! Which... Isn't the longest name on here, but thank you, guy with the long name. Tom, why don't you why don't you do some of these? Oh man, I will. Thanks to E. T. the extravagant terrestrial. 
Thank you. Yep. Thank you to f- get a Cody Johnston's time machine noise. Oh, always. <laughs> Is that a oh, reference my. to an episode? It's a reference to... Uh, Cody Johnston's time machine noise. Yeah, worst year ever, I believe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and a, a, a few things. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, is this from the Looper sketch? Cause, <laughs> and I was like, going back, I'm like, that was just a weird lawnmower engine. I remember putting that in. I can't... Anyway. No, uh, it's, a, no, no, it's, it's a different noise. <laughs> it's Cody making mouth sounds. That's yeah. what it is. It's so, a real moist time machine ob- noise. Obviously, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, yep. I like it's like it's traveling through the viscera of time. Yeah. <laughs> like we are. Um, like we are. Yeah. Right now hurtling through the awful that is time. Aren't you hearing the celestial squish every moment? I am. Yeah. It's oh, every, yeah. every moment. Every moment. I hear yeah. the, the universe's bones scraping against its bones. <laughs> um, thank you to Pete Vorpagel. Thank you, Pete. I like that one. Uh, thanks to Glitterus. Thank you, Glitterous. Um, thanks to thanks for having Jason Pargin on. Here's twenty five bucks. Always a pleasure. Great. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Wonderful. And mm-hmm. thank you to Exploding Runes. Kaboom. Mm-hmm. Kaboom. <laughs> Great. Ah, uh, yeah. Why don't? Uh, hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys yeah. want to talk about some trailers? Dude, I, do. I can't wait to talk about trailers. All right. Well, we we got a we got a handful here. We got a hefty handful. I was surprised how uh, many there were, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's probably more to add, but uh the first one is the uh new trailer for The Haunting of Bly Manor. This is from Mike Flanagan, uh who did uh The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Which was if you haven't seen it, a terrific Netflix horror series. Yeah. Uh that everybody talked about. And this is the follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what What do you guys think? What kind of monster do you have to be to give your child a doll now at this point in history? Right. What are we doing here? Like, like <laughs> there has <laughs> not been a good reason for a doll in decades. Certainly no, not. You certainly not a doll with a creepy fucking porcelain face. Never give your kids dolls or really anything. Just the Uh, the concept. Because they'll just be haunted. The concept of the doll, like when you really take a minute and think about it, it's like, let's give this small human an even smaller human so they can figure out how to treat people. It's so weird. You know? Uh, I mean, kids do love dolls. They love pretending. Like, I've watched watched many a child play with dolls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From Uh, afar. Right, yeah, right. from my yeah, laboratory. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and, Through uh, my telescope. Yeah, yeah they, love, they love them dolls. So I think it gives them power, right? Because they have, they're powerless. So you're like, here's a pretend person you can have power over. Mm-hmm. And so it would really suck for the doll to come alive and just be yet another thing exerting power over you yeah, as a telling kid. telling you what to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the real horror story for a kid is not that the doll wakes up and does some scary shit. It's that it wakes up and it also is your boss. Yeah, it like keeps telling you to go to bed yeah. and stuff like that. That would be a bed. real bummer. Yeah, why don't you make yeah. your bed? You don't get to play with me. It's like the lamest yeah. version of child's play where Chucky's <laughs> just a strict babysitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is probably the thing I'm most excited for in the next few months. It's definitely really? up there for me. I was a yeah. I really enjoyed Hill House. Um, I like Mike Flanagan a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah. No, I'm super into this. It's 
reportedly, well, not reportedly, it is. It is based on the uh, turning of the screw. Right. See, I feel like uh, I feel like the reason to get excited about projects like this are the things that you know about it, not the trailer. Like, like sure. I, th- I feel like the the this is one of those cases where like the Excel spreadsheet of the project way better than the trailer, and not because the trailer's bad, because the trailer's just tropes. Like it's just tropes. Yeah. You know. That's the interesting thing about Mike Flanagan is he he. He deals with tropes. Sorry, if my voice dipped out, it's because my cat knocked into my microphone because she's everywhere. Anyway, uh, he deals with tropes a lot, but he somehow is able to treat them, like do new things with them. I think about the, um, what is it, Oculus? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a movie he made about a haunted mirror. And you think to yourself, like, Jesus Christ, that's, that's like every movie trope. And then you watch the movie and you're like, shit, this was great. Because it turns out to not be what you think, uh, and I think, I think one of the keys to him as a horror uh, filmmaker is he takes emotion into account a lot. Like, sure, d- Adam, did you watch the Haunting of Hill House? Um, I might have, but it's a, a wash in a in a sea of other things, and it didn't stand out to me. Sure, the the episode, the two storms always stands out and people talk about it and i think it's because it's a series of tracking shots Mm. but that's not why that episode works it works because of the ending because of the extremely sad ending uh to that episode like he's he's very good with using emotion to make you feel horrified and not just like scary emotions, like sadness, right? Um, Vulnerabilities, like emotions that yeah. make you open to other feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the creepiness of his stuff. Like he deals in jump scares, but he, and, and this reminds me of James Wan as well. Like they deal with jump scares, which is you know not the best thing in horror movies, but they also deal with these like deep moments of dread they like they balance them and i think that's why it's their work is so popular i think it's really hard to achieve uh, a deep moment of dread on a seasoned horror watcher yeah so if you're telling me that he's good at that uh then i I really need to watch more of his material because that is that's like one of those feelings i want to still be able to have you know Mm -hmm. uh so i'm looking for it uh, when I can in movies. Yeah, Flanagan has done, um, along with Oculus, he did one of the Ouija movies, and it is a good movie uh, because of that. Yeah, he did, or, uh, or, or, Ouija Origin of Evil is a, yeah. a, a, a way better than it had any right to be. <laughs> right, and I think some of the backstory to that was that the first Ouija was so bad, and then they were able to like get Mike Flanagan on board, and I remember reading that his conditions was like, all right, I'll do your movie, but I get to control everything. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I want to write it. I want it to be about what I want it about. And they're like, fuck, sure. Yeah, yeah. just put a Ouija board Whatever. in Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a Ouija board in there. And he just panned past one, and it never played any part in the plot. Right. <laughs> um, he did uh, Hush. He did... Um, did he do uh, Gerald's Game? He did, yeah. Yeah. Um, he did Doctor Sleep. He said a lot of Stephen King. That's the that's the one I still need to watch. Uh, you keep oh you yeah. keep threatening to show it to me at different times. I gotta watch it. 
Dr. Sleep definitely has that emotional fear in it, um, really creepy ideas, and then like just very grotesque things in it as well. Uh, but yeah, I think he's one of the best horror directors that we have right now, and writers. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. This is just, I've been thinking about this for months now. Yeah. I like people who commit to this genre. Um, yeah. Because, and I, like, I, it takes a certain kind of strength of will to make your third horror movie. I, I, That's, you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. cause like, the first one, anyone will make a horror movie to get in, right? I would do it. Anyone would do it, right? Yeah. And like, right. and, like, I can see how you'd make a second one because that's what they know you for, right? And you still might not love the genre. Once you're in third plus, you love this. This is what you like to make. And, like, those are the mm-hmm. people whose horror movies I really want to see. Mm-hmm. That's a common issue with horror directors, or at least it used to be. Your Peter Jacksons, your Sam Raimis, they'd make horror and then they suddenly wouldn't. They get mainstream and then they were like, okay, I'm going to make a bunch of other stuff. And I guess there's nothing wrong with that because some directors want to make a, a, a diverse group of genres. But yeah, there's something great when they're yeah. just like, no, I'm making horror movies. Well, Spin Zone, uh, I think that Peter Jackson continues to only make horror movies, including Lord of the Rings. Sure. The Hobbit was horrifying. Oh, yeah. man. And it was it, the, the horror Ghastly. there was the comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You laughed, you cried. Mo- mainly those two yeah, things. Yeah, you remembered the part where a man was drawn in a sled by rabbits, and you were like, what is this fucking movie? And he's yeah. covered in bird shit. <laughs> and he was like, one of the wizards. And suddenly, when you looked at Gandalf, you're like, I don't know if I like you as much as I did. <laughs> yeah. You have diminished are in bullshit my eyes. Now. You also yeah. shall not pass, Gandalf. <laughs> I think less of you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any other final thoughts on Bly Manor? No, I'm going to watch the shit out uh, of it. This is, yeah. this is not the time that I'm going to make my general trailer observation. I'm going to make it later, but it applies to this. So, yeah. you know, remember. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's I, definitely I'll, a trailer. Right, I'll agree with that. It's, it's not a particularly exciting trailer. It's just what, no. what, what, what you, exactly what you were saying earlier. What gets me excited about this show is just what i know about it yeah and in a way it probably doesn't have to worry about the trailers because like the haunting of hill house there was a lot of word of mouth you know like right. there was a lot of internet buzz a lot of articles and stuff mm-hmm. which it, so, at this point i think to do well on netflix you kind of need that anyway yeah so we've kind of come I, full circle with that you know i also like that his like his bruce campbell is Elliot from E.T. Sure is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's he he plays Jack Torrance in the in the in Doctor, Doctor Sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Like he's in everything Mike Flanagan does, and it's like yeah, okay, he's, just, he's putting Henry Thomas in everything. Yeah, I don't hate it. No, I like Henry no, Thomas fine. actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like him a lot. So, uh, well, again, okay, I'll save I'll save this trailer talk. We'll we'll do it later. All right, sure. All right, well, let's get to our next trailer. Another TV show, I guess, horror. Mm-hmm. This is the first trailer for The Stand. Mm-hmm. Um, A CBS All Access limited series. Words yeah. words cannot express my joy at discovering Whoopi Goldberg was in this. I was just <laughs> oh, yeah. so pumped. It's like, Whoopi, yeah. I love it. You know? Yeah, uh, no, she's, she's like one of the big, one of the big guests, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them uh, and in she's this. She's a pretty major character in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and then there's a Skarsgård in there. Yeah, yeah Alexander Skarsgård. Heather Graham. It's, uh, it's Stephen Randall King. Without Heather Graham is, yeah. is, is uh, you know, rolling around in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah, James Marsden, which, is he the Gary Sinise? I believe so. Great. That checks out. He's a real Gary Sinise type. He is, an, he is extremely a Gary Sinise type, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it. I'm scared about this. It. I, I really like the stupid 90s miniseries, mm-hmm. but there's like, you know, you lower the bar when you're like, I never watched the Stan miniseries when it first came out. Uh, and now I look back and I'm like, this is very quaint and fun. And I like the book a lot, uh, but the CBS stuff, the fact that this is just going to be a, like, this should have been a Netflix series, right? This should have been on HBO. Something like that, yeah. Something that'll not censor it for television. Well, I it, don't think it, CBS will. That's, that's, why, that's oh. what I was going to ask, is like, are, are we sure CBS isn't actually growing with this decision? Oh, okay. Yeah, because like, well, cause like the, uh, you know, it's Twilight Zone episodes aren't, aren't censored. Oh, really? I don't think so. Okay, well, no notes then. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just had associated CBS still with that that whole TV thing. So maybe this, maybe it doesn't matter. I, I, uh, I mean, CBS is still kind of not great, but... I think, I, I, I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure I'm at least somewhat controversial, even within my own podcast network for saying this, but I think to adapt a Stephen King thing, you have to, you really need to hold the source material loosely. Like, I think that matters well, to film adaptation. I think either that or you have to make it a miniseries. Because I remember liking the other miniseries and it was pretty close to the book. It's fairly close, yeah. Yeah, and I assume this is going to be too. I think we've talked about this with our It review. It should have been a miniseries. Like, if you're going to make a Stephen King book, you're. I think you're right, Adam. You either, if you're making it a movie, you have to Kubrick the shit out of right. it. Or you make a mini series well, and you stretch it the fuck out. Kubrick, the the, I mean, there's many monstrous things he did on that set, right? But the genius yes. of that, the genius of that movie, is how he ripped all the dialogue and context out of it. Like he really did. He just he removed almost all the dialogue and almost all the context right. out of it. So you're really just sort of experiencing it in this vis- in this visceral way of like never really knowing what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like which I understand that's part of how it worked in the book too, which I did not read. I'm here. I'm summarizing other people's summaries to me, so forgive me for that. But sure. like, I think there's something to adapting his work that way. Yeah, uh, and not everybody's like that. Like, uh, I, like I would say, in some ways, J.K. Rowling is better than the truncated versions of her that we got in the movies. You know, uh, right. even though, you know, she's got her own problems. But but uh, as a writer, I don't think that cutting her down was actually helping that much somehow, which I'm surprised to hear myself say. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyway, I think it, it might depend on the story, because, for example, The Dark Tower, that's one that's just you don't make a 90 minute movie, you make a miniseries, which, by the way, tying these two first trailers together, Mike Flanagan made the news today, I believe for saying that he still really wants to make the Dark Tower. Uh, and I say, let him. I would extremely watch uh, Mike yeah. Flanagan's Dark Tower. I w- I w- you either have to make the Lord of the Rings sure, out of it, sure. or you make a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't make one movie out of that. I uh, I just wonder if the Dark... I've never read Dark Tower, 
uh, I just wonder if the Dark Tower is uh, sort of like the Holy Grail in that it doesn't really exist, and also, even if you had it, you would not be satisfied with it? I don't know. I think not enough. It's. I think it's still, like, when you think about how many Stephen King things have been adapted, and then how many of those were miniseries, uh, it's not many. There's the extended movies, you know, the right. Langoliers. Right. Uh, it. But there hasn't been one where it's like, we're going to spend six or seven hours. Uh, it, it, they really, except for The Stand. The stand and The Stand yeah. is one of the better adaptations. So it's like, I think I think it just that the idea of doing long form Stephen King hasn't been explored enough. There's a few ideas of his that, yeah, I think, like, it's funny that his, the mo- it feels like the most successful movies... No, this isn't true. I was thinking of like The Shining, but I was also thinking of like The Running Man and Lawnmower Man, which is not based on the short story. Well, Stand but, by uh, Stand by Me, right? And is it Stand it by Me, Shawshank? Shawshank. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's there's some successful movies out there for sure. But um, aren't those? It, it really just varies in quality. There's such a large sample size that it's like a spectrum, right? Aren't those both? So aren't both of those examples, Stand By Me and uh, Shawshank Redemption, aren't they both short stories? They are. Right. Yeah. Te- technically novellas, I think, but yeah. Yeah. That's a that's another thing. It's like, uh, it's very hard to get a great book adaptation for exactly this reason. You know, like, right. uh, it, especially with Stephen King, because, he, you know, that guy can pound words out, like, like almost instantaneously. Like, he can, it's hard to condense mm-hmm. him. You know, uh, that's why, yeah, that's, again, the genius of Kubrick, that he ripped everything out that was writery about it and just left the images. Anyway. Right. Moving on. I can move on from that. Yeah. I apologize. for. I'm just, I, I'm now realizing I, I forgot about uh, Under the Dome and Storm of the Century. Those were both miniseries, right? Or was so- Storm of the Century like it? Storm of the Century, he wrote that for television. Oh, no that's shit. Um, I didn't realize that. And Under the Dome was a series okay i wonder if that uh was a good adaptation i mean i'm out of my depth here because a lot of his work i haven't read but uh sure but i i can feel it when a movie is packed with stuff and can't actually fit the size you know yeah uh, and most of his most of the movies with him they feel that way to me yeah there's a, a lot of detail and backstory and shit that feels necessary to the story and when you take them out it's you have to fundamentally change the story, I right. think. Or, yeah, you take a short story and you extend it. But, yeah, I think if this is, I don't know, if if this just does what the miniseries did, the 90s one did, and just adapts the stand again, mm-hmm. like, without changing much, it should be good. It's got good uh, talent behind it. So. You're going to laugh your ass off when I say this, but honestly, Whoopi Goldberg really kind of won me over with this. I'm like, I, really, oh, yeah. I kind of want to watch this now because she's in it. I'm into it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. What's, uh, oh, oh this, is, this was the one I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this was, okay, okay, hold on. One, one problem. Sure. With the stand. Sure. It's the director of the New Mutants. Yes, it's Josh. Yeah. It, is, it is the writer director of the New Mutants. Oh, that that does a lot of. Okay, also, let's move no, on. I also wanted on. to comment. This was a really weird song to make into a trailer song. In the stands. Yes. 
uh, what was the song? Ah, I can't rem- I can't remember offhand. Uh, but it was one of those songs. It's like when you when you remember what the song is, and then like think about what they're doing to make it a trailer. It makes you like feel like. Uh, so did you like the lyrics? Is that why you picked this song? It just didn't make sense right. to me. Yeah, I did not. The song didn't even. I can't. I have no memory. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I just wrote down that note. I didn't write down the name of the song, which is what I should have done. Now I forgot it. This is all. This is all terrible content. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're like just, thirty minutes in. We're on trailer number two. Uh, well, you know what, Dave? I I bring the un, unfiltered bullshit, as you know. That's what I, I do. I know. No, I love it, Adam. The I uncut, love it. The high quality cocaine bullshit, my dude. That's what I bring <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get to this on. next show. Oh, yeah. Percy. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. On this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Christopher Walken and his seeds. Saving yep. the seeds. Yep, yep. This Christopher look- Walken is a, is a farmer in, in, a, in, a, in a massive lawsuit with Monsanto who claims that he stole their patented seeds. This movie is oh. fundamentally hilarious, right? Let's be honest. It's not trying to be, but it it's- is fundamentally funny. Here's what I think it is, is that Christopher Walken, we've sort of abandoned as a serious actor, right? It's impossible. He's like he's, he's in Nick Cage zone. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's not like he isn't a serious actor. He has been. It's just that like Nick Cage, we've sort of forgotten that about him because Nick Cage can also do serious shit. Uh, so seeing this, it's like, oh, n- come on. Christopher Walken as a farmer, he needs to be the headless horseman or some he shit. He can't be a meme lord and also have, an everyday guy. Yeah, he needs to have <laughs> wacky hair and like a crazy personality. He still has wacky hair. Uh, He's got insane yeah, hair. That's true. What are we doing? <laughs> it is out of control. He says this line when they ask him, like, he spent too much on a tractor. Okay, that's like one of the plot points we get early in this trailer. Spent too much on a tractor. And then they're talking to him about it, and he says this line. It's an investment. And the way that he says it, it's like he throws it away with his body, and he could have easily said she was a bobcat. And I would have been like, sure. (laughs) Same line. Oh, man. I can't wait to watch this. I definitely will watch it. Definitely. It's uh, I, I um boy, <laughs> I don't know I don't know if this is gonna be good. Uh, it's very Oscar bait, you know. Well, yeah. With all the wrong ingredients, I would argue for that. Like it's trying to be that, but all the wrong ingredients. Like Zach Braff and Zach yeah, Braff. Yeah, what the hell is he doing? In Christina there? Ricci. I like Christina Ricci, it's like, but yeah, I do too. But it's like they, you know what it's like? It's like they picked all the names out of it. It really is. I agree. It is the most random assortment of fucking actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am, yeah, I'm not against it. I, I Okay, so, God, this is going to sound so like such a prick viewpoint, but it's fine. So I just think it's really hard to make people care about farmer seeds. I think that's a really tough, I think that's a really tough thing narratively to hook people. It's like the man's saving his seeds and it's like, all right. Uh, it seems like kind of like trying to get people interested in calculus as a movie subject. It's like, how are you going to make that interesting? How are you going to moneyball this topic? Because that's what kind of what they know. need to do, right? Seeds? I don't know, man. That seems like a tough sell to me. Yeah. The, uh, the director, by the way, is in The Wire and directed several episodes of The what, Wire. Who was he in The Wire? Augustus Haynes. Uh 
who I don't know if this was a major character. Actually. I need to. I, I okay. I'm gonna have to do the searching while you fill because I need to know who this is. He was um, worked for the Baltimore Sun. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which guy he is. So that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's like later. Se- is that later? Se- I don't know. I need that's, to rewatch I think the that's season five. It's season right? five. He's Gus. But like He's Gus, the editor. I have I have the thing where it's like. Where it's like, if anybody is associated with The Wire, I'm immediately like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. Yeah, that was fine. That's fine. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been an extra on The Wire, and I'd be like, well, it's got The Wire yeah, attached the to it. Yeah, The Wire is attached to it. So. It uh, is instant cred. I, I totally agree here. But, like, you know, to use a metaphor that I'm sure will definitely resonate with your listeners, you know, uh, that's what people said about all the coaches that came out of Bill Belichick's system in the, at the Patriots, and none of them panned out. Oh, yeah. None of them panned out. Yeah. No, none of them panned so, out. So, like, I have a feeling... I know. I totally know what you're talking wi- about. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I have a feeling with the diaspora of The Wire, it may not be as good of a record as you think, except for that guy who directed Spotlight. Uh, but, yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, this feels like it's supposed to be a Spotlight-type movie. It is. All I know is I, I love Spotlight. I love that shit, you know? That bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, this looks like the this the juiciest fucking bullshit, uh, where it's like one man changes everything, like real Moneyball vibe. That's vibes, what I mean. It's, it's like, Moneyball. They said he couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I still think the greatest story of Seeds has yet to be told, and we've talked about this at Cracked, right? When we were working at Cracked, we talked about this story, and that is that California kept having people stealing seeds and nuts like a mob stealing them right that's an, am- the nut that's an amazing yeah, that's, the, that's an amazing story yeah. an amazing story that we have not made yet yeah there's a whole nut crime syndicate out there hang on to it i Dave. feel like we're in danger of mentioning it but yeah mm. i mean maybe you'll just put a big long beep under everything i just said yep yeah, yeah. somebody's gonna drive by my house tonight and throw a nut through my window <laughs> uh-huh Carved in tiny lettering, yeah. like you know, say these nuts are your nuts. One or the yeah. other. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to the the James the James Bond. Yeah. No time to sure. die. New Charlie out. Apparently, this is coming to theaters finally. November. Yeah. What kind of November? What kind of monster do you have to be to title your movie "No Time to Die" and then have the audacity to release it in theaters this year? What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Oh my god! I didn't even think oh, about yeah. that. It's it's yeah. It's the latest gaffe in a series of horrendous gaffes for this movie. Like they had, they had a, a building fire on this movie. That Daniel mm-hmm. Craig broke his leg for a few months. They had a guy putting cameras in the women's bathroom on this set. It's a mess. Yeah, it's this is a cursed film. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Uh, but it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It does yeah. look. It does <laughs> when look that car good. flips in the woods, yeah, uh, and he's shooting at is, it. Is so good. Oh man, what fucking what like steroid fucking rampage did he go on to get attacked by a car in the woods i don't know but that's the, like that's, how did that, that even was, happen? that is the perfect description of this trailer is just steroid rampage yeah yeah i have i have the same relationship with bonds as i do the mission impossibles which is that i watch them usually once i love them and then i never think about them again i've seen a surprising amount of bond films more than once uh, because it is, it's really good, like comfort food movies. It's good background yeah, movies too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this, like, one thing I really noticed about this is the Bond movies since Deeks has taken over look 
so good. Like the lighting is so oh, yeah. good, and it's really it's the lighting. It's it's more than anything else. It's the lighting. Yep. It's really really incredibly done. Um, I also like uh, Woke Bond. Sure. Uh, the last sure. Bond, he was a little woke, and this one feels a little woke. I like Self Aware Bond because I think Self Aware Bond is interesting. It's it's like gritty Archer, where they're pointing out like, yeah, this man's a mess. Yeah, I think you kind of uh, need to be in order to keep the character current yeah. with the times. Yeah, yeah. They've slowly sure. been acquiring kind of a cool cast in these movies over the last like five ten years too. Right. They're like they're they're interestingly. This is the most serialized James Bond has ever been, really. Is that is that true? Yeah. I forgot I forgot that Jeffrey Wright is like a regular character in this. He's uh He's Felix Leiter. Isn't he What? He's Felix Leiter. Is that Joe Don Baker? No, no. Joe Don Baker played a different character. I was really hoping him and Joe Don Baker played the same person. No. That would have delighted me. Plus okay. Ray Fiennes, right? Like who I, frankly, I never yeah, get enough of as him. M. Never get enough of him. He's great. Yeah, he's new M. Yeah. So he, if it's anything like Judy Dench, is he just have to do this until he dies? Well, she, like you is, mean the character dies? Yeah, until right. the yeah, character wanna, dies. I, I, like <laughs> Judy Dench was doing yeah. this for how she, long? She graduated since ninety five. Yeah, it was about 10, 15 years. She graduated to Cats, by the way. So. You know? Yeah, so that's yeah, good. great. I just like it. It's like Alfred in the Batman movies when it was like, you know, we will do new Batmans, but my fucking god, we're keeping Alfred. Yeah, uh, it's the same. It's the same thing where like I don't know. I'm I'm curious to know what the next Bond version will be. If it's like he's gonna pass the torch to another character, or are they gonna just stop making these for a little bit the... and then make a re- reboot? Aren't they introduced? You know? Isn't isn't the woman in this the new James Bond? Isn't that she's what we're new, getting? Right. She's, she's new 007, yeah. Yeah. Lady Lady Bond would be great. That would be unprecedented for the series. I, I think you know? that's what this is. I think that's the point of this movie is like, here's your next Bond. That's pretty yeah. cool. She uh, looks great. She looks the part. It's really cool. I'm into it. Yeah. And maybe it is time to completely get rid of James Bond. Uh you know, like, or at least we've been doing it for how long? Yeah, at least puts. I mean, they'll never completely get rid of the character because it, he's a bankable yeah. franchise. But like, at least to do something to like reinvigorate it or make it feel like my refreshing guess, in some way. Yeah, my projection for the next thirty years of Bond is that we will do this. We'll have a Lady Bond, uh, and then we'll go back to Bond Classic at some point. Of course, right? we will with yeah. a new actor. It'll be a reboot. Uh, he'll be played by Robert Pattinson. Well, not in 30 years. Hopefully. Not in 30 years. But, but... No, it'll be a really old Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Well, He's by just then, old as just... fuck. By then, Ridden maybe... with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> by yeah. then, maybe they'll have a it'll weird platelet treatment or something, so he like stays 28 forever. You know? Right. They've never done elderly Bond. Yes, they I have. I want to see elderly Bond. Yes, they have. Bond. Never say never again. Yeah, yeah. How old is Bond Old. In that? He's... 80s Sean Connery like, old. Holy shit. <laughs> so he's no he but he's 60 something in the movie is what he's it's 19 19 oh, yeah. No, I want I want like yeah, I want like 95 year old Bond. Mm. James Bond uh, just creeping around. Cannot live to 95. Horrifying no, the there's ladies. No, there's no yeah, way. That's there's true. no way. Like Michael Corleone's got a longer lifespan than James Bond. <laughs> For sure, you know. 
That guy's yeah. heart explodes at age 70. And not just because they probably rigged it to, which let's be honest, they did. But also just like yeah. the, the friggin' stress that he's putting on himself every day. Yeah. You so, know? His heart and liver simultaneously <laughs> explode. <laughs> right. right. Uh, just, a, just a hemorrhage of prostate cancer takes over the rest of his body. Yep. But yeah, I'm excited to watch this on streaming after it comes and goes in theaters. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not. No, no. I'm I, not going I to assume. I can't imagine November me being like, well, it's all over. No fucking way. You know? No. I'm, Unless I'm, there's like a vaccine. Yeah. Well. No, that's not. <laughs> that's not going to happen until next year at the at the yeah. earliest. Also, November. And November has the potential to be like one of the most epically challenging months in everyone's life for a very long time. Like, like it yeah. really does. And I'm not trying to, like, swerve the conversation to that. I'm just saying, like, this Bond movie has every likelihood of saying maybe not. Right? Let's put it, let's put it yeah. out next year. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I also, honestly, do you guys, I don't know if people agree with this, action movies, not like Avengers movies, not like special effects movies, but action movies, I actually prefer on smaller screens because then I can see it all. Like, when it's people doing stunts. Like, I'm not against seeing it in theaters, but like a John Wick on a small screen is enjoyable. Uh, it's a different experience, I would say. Like, the yeah. big screen experience is a little bit more about being so immersed that you're no longer thinking about the movie. You know? Yeah. And you don't want that. You want to see the whole movie as a creator. I want to see the right. stunts. I want to see right. the car. I want to see him shoot this car as it flips And they by don't him. want you to see that. They just want you to be swept right. up in it and think of that car like basically like the bear from the Revenant, like, ooh, isn't it cool? <laughs> and then just yeah. move on. It is it is like the bear <laughs> yeah. in the revenant. Yeah. They should what if it they was should the replace bear? the bear yeah. yeah, what if they should replace the bear scene with a car <laughs> so it's Leo DiCaprio <laughs> and the car just yeah. gets mauled by an SUV. Yeah, Leo just struggling yeah. with an old Cadillac, just really trying to make it work. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> By by the way, um, James Bond right. is the franchise with the most machine guns. Like, like you yeah, there's so guns. many machine guns. Yeah, in this, like, in this trailer too. Like every single shot in the trailer is somebody pointing a machine gun at something. It's so many. Like there's there's like every different color of the rainbow of machine guns too. Mm -hmm. It's like man, it's pretty. I keep delightful. forgetting that about this franchise because I don't see that many machine guns anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, let's move on. All right, let's talk about the next trailer. Uh, the Glorias. Gloria Steinan. Yeah. I uh, I appreciate the restraint of this trailer not having the Patti Smith cover mm. <laughs> of Gloria, because they could have easily done that. Mm. They probably brought it up. Um, Julianne Moore. Love her. Feminist. Sure. Yeah. I like, I like a lot the actor. Looks it. good. Yeah, there's a lot of good people in it. I like the director, Bette too. Bette Midler? Who's the, the director? director? Is Julie Taymor, who her first feature film. You're gonna love this, Dave. Is Titus? Yeah, oh! exactly. <laughs> I love yes. Titus. She also directed Frida with Salma Hayek, which is kind of a good movie. Um, yeah, I, me I remember enjoying. I it, mean, yeah. you had me at yeah, Titus. She's done, a, she's done a bunch of Shakespeare stuff. She's done a lot of live action play stuff. I think she was the one that made The Lion King into a play. Uh. And she oh. also did Across the Universe, that 2008 Beatles flick. Oh, sure. Yep. So this mm -hmm. is kind of a fusion of everything she is. Oh, you know? 
that that makes me very excited. I remember. I think I've told this story. The first time I saw Titus, I got blasted on weed <laughs> with a friend, and we were like, "Let's watch Titus." Let's watch and Titus. then we sat and watched wow. Titus. And we were like, "I don't know why we did that." <laughs> to all two hours and forty minutes of Titus, Titus. just like. Not just stoned, but like teenager yeah, yeah. stoned, where you like overdo yeah, that's, it. Oh man, what a perfect situation to watch the film Titus. <laughs> that's in. a bleak film. That's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Titus, it's great. Yeah, uh, that's that's real. The Barton Fink energy from The Simpsons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barton Fink. Barton Fink. Yeah, yeah. it was exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Oh, shit. Love that shit. Uh, uh, what is what is the story of this in your mind? Um, uh, I assume it's like a bio. Well, it's definitely that, mm-hmm. but like, what is the story of it? Honestly, I don't know much about Gloria Steinem. Yeah. Like, I don't know uh, enough about her. I I just know that she's a feminist icon, right. and I'm I'm sure there's like a boomer generational problematicness about her that I don't know about. Uh, but I just, I basically, that's all I know. And so one imagines she has a very dramatic life for that reason. A hundred percent. I, there's nothing about this subject matter or this person that's like, we shouldn't make this movie. It, it seems great, but most biopics fundamentally sort of circle a, a specific theme or through line. Like for instance, uh, walk the line, right? The, the, the Johnny Cash movie, because I just recently watched that. So that movie, it sort of circles the fact that this relationship he has with June Carter is the only thing that can save him, right? And sort of, like everything in his life is sort of geared to that narrative. And every mm. biopic is fundamentally structured in some way around either a limited period of their life so you can see what happened to them, like or like who like the core of who they are, or some narrative that sort of drives every event of their life, and uh, this trailer doesn't didn't tell us what that is, and I'm just kind of wondering what it is, you know. Well, yeah, I think it's like in terms of trailers, she's such an iconic person that it makes sense to just be like, "This is the Gloria Steinem yes, movie," yes. like. It's the movie, yes. you know, uh, but I'm sure it has, I feel like all the trailers are like that. Like I think of the Steve Jobs m- mm-hmm. trailers that were just like, it's Steve Jobs. And then like, I didn't see the one with Fassbender, but I'm told it's like, takes place in like a night or something like that. And I think that's an interesting biopic. So, so like, yeah. I, you just said exactly what I'm kind of leaning on, which is all these trailers are very algorithmic. Right. Like, and that's the thing that I find that I don't like about trailers. Like I'm not resisting algorithms because, you know, come on, man, Uh, live in the live in the now. Right. But like, I don't like Mm -hmm. trailers that are algorithmic because they don't actually work on me, you know? And in this case, I'm like, I kind of want some of the story. This is one of those times I want some of the story. And I know that's not the thing that gets me in the juice that makes me watch the thing. If I'm most Mm -hmm. people, but this time I miss it. I want more, you know? Um. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have minded more. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I, I, I'm still gonna watch. Yeah, it. yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, Julianne Moore is enough for me to think it's gonna be fun. I was trying to. Yeah, I was looking up if Gloria Steinem has anything 
problematic about her. I mean, she had a, there was a brief controversy with transgender rights, but she ended up on the right side. It looks like I didn't realize she went to uh, Smith College, which is my hometown. Ooh, no word. So Ooh. that's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it it's one of it, it's really the fact. I don't know who this movie is necessarily for. I think everybody who's interested in this cause, right? That's the that's mm-hmm. the algorithm yeah. of it, right? Yes and no. I hope it's also for people who are just like, you know, I don't know much about her. It would be nice to, to I don't know. I, I don't want to read. So like <laughs> a movie. That's out of the, that's like, out of yeah, the question. That's right out. Yeah. It's like that that radioactive movie is one where I'm like I don't know much about this person and I'm, you know Mercury. I could wiki them. Well, that's exactly that's yeah. exactly the reason why I want the narrative. Because I I, I want to be hooked right. on I want to be hooked on a more genuine level for this movie, because I feel right. like there must be some really good story here. Yeah. You know? And I I feel like you're just giving me like the the I'm also flashes and stuff. You know. For what you're pointing out, I, I'm remembering that I'm also generally against biopics because, like, Walk the Line was a good example where I watched that and I'm like, well, nothing really happened. A lot of it, this. yeah. Because it's working backwards. Mm-hmm. It's we have to make a movie about this person and then you go through their life and if it's nothing interesting happened, then it's like, well, we're still going to make the movie. And it's like, okay. Like, that's why this one looks promising to me because she has a life that is filled with drama with conflict so that should make for you know it's like the harvey milk movie you know where it was was like well shit this is something this this is something that matters Mm -hmm. that something happened that is important to talk about that was an excellent Uh, movie uh yeah i I mean again i'm not saying anything negative about this movie i think it's going to be good i just feel like to advertise it they're assuming mm-hmm. that just using her name and also sort of flashing the cause and the music is enough. And I'm like, I guess, right. you know, uh, I guess it is, but I wish it wasn't. I wish you would have, I wish you would hook me with the story. You might be right. It might not be enough. People might want more, uh, from this, but yeah, I see what you're saying for sure. Uh, Last question I had about this is how are you guys feeling about Janelle Monet as an actor? Uh I don't know um who that is. You don't I, oh you don't know who Janelle I, Monet is? I I might. Okay. I'm 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 into it. I I'm pro Janelle Monet. <laughs> Uh, I well yes, I also really like Janelle Monae. So Janelle Monae is uh, the uh, the black actress from uh, Hidden Figures and also from Moonlight. Oh, and Moonlight, yes. Moonlight and she's yeah. in this as well. And uh, so I'm fine with her being an actress, but like I worry that she's going to become an actress and like the musician who made Arc Android is going to disappear. And I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I'm like, man, please keep making records like Arc Android because that one blew my mind. And I don't want you to become just an actor. Please don't do that. Not that there's right. anything wrong with it. Yeah, I, I don't. That I don't know that that's necessarily happened too many times with people who have people crossed can, over. Yeah, people can do two things at once. Yes, I remain skeptical about being great at both things. Uh, there are some. Sure. And I remain skeptical about staying great at both things, right? So, like, for instance, like, would you really want The Rock back in WWE? 
Of course. Yes. Me too. Of course. <laughs> Immediately, right? instantly. But yes. like, he can't really be back in WWE and be a Hollywood actor. No. Right, but a lot of actors will also have musical careers. Name name that's, one great one. That's... Name one great one. Great actor. Had a great, they had also a, great musical, uh, musical Both things. Chris Christopherson. Yeah. I would argue uh, Madonna balanced it all right. I'm not a big she fan of her films. She was a bad but, actor um, until later um, in her career. Fucking uh, Donald Glover. Ooh, that's a really good counterexample. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's yeah. possible. It's not... It's hard. I'm sure it's hard. Like yeah, I, I'm sure it's hard, but like it, it's possible. Yeah, D- Donald Glover uh, kind of shuts my argument down because he's very yeah. good at both things. Okay, yeah. maybe I just need to have more faith in her. Yeah, she's in this year. She's also in Antebellum, Antebellum yeah. which I, which I've heard is a very bad movie. Oh really? Oh man, I was looking forward to it's that. It's getting not good reviews. Mm. Uh, she's also taken over but that, that show that Julia Roberts was in the first season of. Uh, homecoming yes yeah. homecoming okay it's not as bad as i thought it's at a 40 it's at a 45 on rotten tomatoes mm. not great not great <laughs> but sorry a 43 okay yeah not great still gonna watch yeah, i'm it. still gonna watch it i don't care <laughs> yeah wait sorry which yeah. is which is it a 43 Antebellum. Antebellum. I'm not going to watch that. That's is that the is that the reimagined South instead of the Civil War? Is that the concept? Mm, I don't think that's entirely sure what the concept is. Actually, the trailers are a little are intentionally vague. vague. Or like what? What if the Confederacy won? Isn't that what the concept was once upon a time? No, it's like time travel travel appears to be involved. Okay, it's yeah. No, it's not that. At least I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, let's do let's do the next trailer. That's twelve minutes. This is actually, I guess, not a video game. It's like an interactive. They call it like an interactive thriller. It's, yeah. it's a video game. It's playing uh, on Xbox. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's gonna be like, you know, you press a bunch of buttons. No, it'll probably be yeah. more like like one of those telltale games yeah. or like an adventure game or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's got uh, all all sorts of stuff in it, including. But not limited to Willem Dafoe. That was enough. Yeah, for man. Me. I was already in. Yeah, this yeah. this trailer is just Willem Dafoe delivering a whole ass monologue. Yeah. Right. It says it. It's a thriller about a man in a time loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I assume the time loop lasts about I don't know twelve <laughs> minutes. Right. <laughs> Seems like a good guess, and it also appears that uh, you're. You, the, you're you're playing as the man, and his wife or significant other appears to keep dying in different ways. Yeah, in fix those twelve it. minutes, I think so. And then, and then it looks like there's like some kind of home invasion aspect too. Like there's a bad guy clearly. And it's got uh, what Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy. Yes, uh, it's a whole fucking. This is thing. a good experiment. Whatever it is, I'm on board for it because mm-hmm. I like. First of all, just the bird's eye view is like, oh, like watching it just from this perspective is kind of hor- like there is a thriller alienating feeling to it, uh, which I wouldn't think because I find bird eye, bird's eye to not be that useful a lot of times uh, mm-hmm. as a guy who tried to shoot a bunch of them for crack. They almost never worked the way I wanted them to. And it does have a weird eerie feeling to it. So that was exciting. And also... Fucking why not? I love this. Like I love this sort of genre yeah. bend thing. I'm into it. 
I just went on their official webpage and I have to share the three review, like the pull quotes. Okay. Because it, 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 they all go together in a fun way. The first one is a time loop thriller that rewrites the rules of adventure games from the Guardians. So that's, you know, that's a pull quote. Uh, games Radar says, the closest to playing a game directed by Stanley Kubrick. And it's like, oh, that, shit. Yeah, okay. we'll see. We'll see about yeah, that. We'll, Hold on. We'll pull, pull, quote, pull quote number three. And they're in this order across the screen from Kotaku. I'm into time loop games and eager to go through this one. <laughs> That's the pull quote. What the This is fuck a game I will play. That? <laughs> That's amazing. For my job. It's like they are like they are like, now nah, the layout's no good with the two pull quotes. Let's get, get a, a third, third one, one in there. And it's like, well, we don't have any other good ones. It's like just use any of them. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm eager to play this game, it truly I guess. It was a game I played for work. <laughs> Right. I, you know, I'm in. Yeah, I'm into it's this like stuff. The third game was like Willem Dafoe is in this game. Like the third pull. Quote. Yeah, that does not like. I, I mean, they're pull quotes, but that like that, that makes me it nervous. It doesn't bode well. Like, that's the only. That's the third one they could find. They could only go three yeah. deep, and that's number three. Where's Where's it from? Where's the third quote from? Kotaku. Kotaku. Right. So where are the first two from again? Uh, the Guardian and Games Radar. So Kotaku is a little bit more of a legit source for video games i yeah. think that's why it's there but Probably. it is not uh it's not like they got somebody from ign just being like best game of the year you know yeah uh, it's not very great. funny <laughs> not great oh man that's not a great sign but we'll see yeah i'll play it we'll if it's if um, it's not a full i'm not paying 60 bucks for this right mm-mm. oh no, yeah, no, yeah no, but i'll no, give it no. a good 30 bucks if it if it gets some decent reviews yeah. i'm into that yeah it's on. It can be on Steam as well for people who don't have Xbox, like myself. Um, all right. Final trailer is for like four tra- mm-hmm. four movies. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Blum House. Yes. This is uh like their October. We're get. We're gonna get so. We're gonna get. They're gonna piss all over us with horror movies. Yeah. And I we're love just gonna it. get blasted. I'm gonna open in the my face. mouth. I. Yeah. This. This uh, is where I planned to make my great algorithm trailer stand. This was the moment. Because uh-huh. look, man, imagine you're a filmmaker, okay? Imagine you made okay. one of okay, these movies. On. This trailer is absolutely infuriating because it suggests all the movies are the same. And the only thing that matters about it is that it was made by this company. That's the exact That's opposite correct. way that I want my money my movie to be viewed. I do not want it to be viewed like that. You know, I want people to want to watch it because of the substance of the movie. Yes. The impression I get that, yeah, it reminds me of those DVD four-in-one box sets where, like, they're just like, these aren't good enough to be advertised right. on you just own. made a value judgment about their quality because of this. Yes. Right? And that's, this, that's it's like, what are we yeah. doing? I... I think what they're trying to do is like Into the Dark or Black Mirror, where it's like part of a series. Mm-hmm. You know how like Black Mirror is basically every episode's a movie, you know? Uh, and Into the Dark is a movie a month. And like horror does anthologies a lot. So I think they're trying to capture the anthology idea and be like, this is an anthology of films. But it isn't. It's literally just linked by the production right. house. Right, unless we, unless there's some like a, unless there's a spooky ghost named like, like G- B- B- Mr. Blumhouse, uh, <laughs> that connects them all or something. It is just feels like a four pack DVD. 
Right, and like, or it it feels like a like another even more disturbing trend, which is like, hey, don't worry about the stories or the filmmakers or the actors. Worry about who made it, right? Because we're already right. having like you know just behind the curtain a little bit for movie fans who aren't that business savvy to this. We're already having a pretty big power struggle between producers and agents now about who gets to make movies. And yeah. this is not a good sign for where it's going. I don't know. The thing about Blumhouse is they're like the Nicolas Cage of yeah. studios. They seem to say yes to everything. And for that reason, they have some amazing films and some absolute trash don't, films. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They have Get Out and they have Truth or Dare, yeah. you know? Yeah they, have, yeah, they have The Invisible Man and Fantasy Island. Yeah. Exactly. Uh and so I think this stuff, Tom, I don't want to speak for you, but I think this stuff appeals directly to people like myself and Tom who will watch any old yes. horror trash. Yeah. Yeah. Like, here's a bulk, here's bulk horror movies. And I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah I'll just put like all four a, of them on at like once. It's fucking Costco of horror movies. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. It's Kirkland horror. Yeah. <laughs> Kirkland brand yeah. horror. Welcome to yeah. Kirkland Kirkland's House. finest scares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's again, it's an algorithm trailer. This is an algorithm trailer. It's like do all the tropes, hit all the beats, and then like you can literally intercut anything as long as it feels like it's part of one emotion that we're selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the brand is going to be now the production company, not the movie titles. And you know. Yeah, uh, I'll always only ever feel like a writer director when it comes to stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe movie audiences don't care. You know, horror again. Horror is less precious. It it shouldn't uh, be. Horror movies are where a lot of the most creative ideas cinematically are happening. But there's there's it, there's a romantic idea behind the B movie or the Grindhouse film, uh, and that's why horror can get away with this. Like, no other company could be like, yeah, four romantic comedies coming out. <laughs> well, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like Maybe that, actually, they could. It, it, yeah. They don't, they don't bulk other movies together as much because there's this double feature romanticism with I think you're horror. mistaken about this. So I, I think you're mistaken it. about this. I think that Disney could easily put together a trailer just like this about the next four live action adaptations. Or Marvel. I think, like, Marvel, Marvel, could could, yes. Marvel has... Oh, I think Marvel right. has done. They do this where it's like, check out the future of Marvel, and they go through, like, like they're like expo trailers. Uh, but I think specific trailers like this, where they're calling it something, and it's like we're gonna dump all these movies at once. This feels very horror to me. It does. It, I'm sure that that was part of what was said in the background about this decision. No doubt. No doubt yeah. at all. It's like this is part of the tradition, and it is. I'm not saying it's not. But also link it to the other thing that's happening, which is movies are becoming one of four things. And this is part of that journey. And I'm like, I don't like that. You know, antitrust movies, baby. Antitrust them. You know? Mm -hmm. You got to antitrust them. Well, yeah. Like the film? No, no. Antitrust, like, puts... We need some government legislation on this. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Oh, no, 100%. Disney is, uh, you know, a monster. Yes, and that's not the only place. But also the movie Antitrust. <laughs> with, um, who's in that? Is that, uh, is that Ryan Philippi? 
boy antitrust boy, i don't know i, for, I forget yeah. who was in antitrust actually looking it up yeah it's got ryan Phillippe, tim robbins rachel lee cook uh it's all star uh, man you just saw my mind just saw static my mind's eye just saw static when you said that i don't remember anything 2001's antitrust wow, wow. Now, after all this film. shitting on the trailer, I do want to say all these movies look cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought they look awesome. Didn't you? Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. Antitrust is the director of Sliding Doors and Johnny English. Sure. Johnny English. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. What a, That's what like a, a Mr. Yeah. Bean joint, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, sort wow. of. Um. All right, well, let's move on to news stories. But first, we got some more producers to name. Oh, man, we sure do. Uh, producers like Andrew. Andrew Howe. Howe. Thank you. Thank you to Vincent. Ta. Vince. That Vincent. name grows on me over time. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you very much. Thank you to John Munez. Uh, much appreciated. Thank you to Wavy Rancheros. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you to Mr. DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. L- thank you, thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you very much. Thank you to Bootler Bootleson. You're wonderful, oh, man. Tom. Thanks to Grumblebee. Great name. Grumble. Uh, thank you to Tux. <laughs> Tuckos. Tux. Tux. Love this name. Tuckums. So good. Shepherd Mulch mm. Diggums. Thanks. Mulch. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you, Thanks Norm. to Davy Francis. Thank Thanks you, to Davey. Space McNulty. Excellent. McNulty. Excellent. Thanks to Hiram. Hiram. And thanks to, oh, great, it's that guy. Oh, great. Mm. Yes. Um, do we, uh, should we talk about Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman? Um, uh, other than just that it's very sad, I don't know what we would say. There's, no, there's <laughs> not more much to yeah. say. I feel like we haven't recognized it on the podcast, but like, uh, we 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 found out at uh, one of our Friday movie nights, yeah, and it was my God, that took yeah. so much out it of really, me. Really um, colored the evening, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There's really nothing I mean, more to say yeah, about it's just, it. It's very sad. Aside from everything else, everyone said the the amount of willpower it takes to do what he did with this diagnosis is astound oh, is astounding. Yeah. And like, uh, I I have a friend who I have a, well. I have a connection to a friend who worked on Black Panther, and they did not know. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, it's yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy story. It's something we're going to be talking about him for decades to come. Yeah. Like, he yeah he could be like yeah. a, like he honestly could end up being a James Dean figure. You know, like who occupies yeah. this sort of like ah oh, what a lost opportunity. I didn't I didn't know about him as an actor for very long, but he left a huge impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, obviously a lot of people. Well, and so also it's very, I mean, very sad. like this is the other thing. They've been working on Black Panther, too, for two years. They had a whole script mm-hmm. and everything like they And like none of that's going to happen now. You know, like, right. uh, yeah, it's there's a part of me. It's like, wouldn't it be interesting if they never made another Black Panther? And that one was like such a seminal work you know i don't know interesting i don't know i think it already is i i don't know i i i i haven't really thought about the black panther stuff someone pointed out that um his uh they could pass it on to yeah. what's her name sure right yeah yeah and that would be cool mm-hmm. but or yeah they could just um, not make another one 
Or they could just not make another one for sure. Um, but whatever, that's not yeah, important. That's, yeah. But you know what is important? What's that? The Mario oh, 35th baby. anniversary <sighs> news. Oh, baby. Wow. This is a rough transition, guys. Yes. Well, I think the audience deserves to know rough. as a prelude to this conversation. Tom and I have only ever really gotten in one argument <laughs> in our entire <laughs> friendship. And it was over Nintendo. <laughs> we got in a pretty heated yes. argument over Nintendo. Uh, and about the overall value of Mario and well, it was more about Zelda. But about Mario, and uh, I was the one who daringly suggested putting this on the docket, hoping that Tom and I would both have that firework in a more pleasant way. Uh... <laughs> All right, before you guys, before you guys get to it, the only thing that I care about is that Mario sixty four oh, is going to yeah. be released. Yeah, I will be streaming oh, yeah. that. I am so excited. Uh, I I have beaten that game and when i say beat i mean like 120 stars 120 yeah. stars yeah not the 64 star bullshit uh i've done that yep. several times and i'm excited to do it again uh all yeah, right a, commence great game it's a great game co- commence so fighting before <laughs> before we get to the point of contention which i'm going to concede to you tom is totally legitimate 100 percent. i do want to mm. say <laughs> i do want to say as a person who uh, this like this is exactly targeted toward me because I grew up with all these games. Uh, well, they're a little older than me, but anyway, uh, I my favorite game of all time is Mario sixty four. So right. like they could have charged literally anything probably, and I would have been like, I'm getting it, man. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, uh, of course. And I think that is why they decided to make this one package called Super Mario three D All Stars a limited time offer. Because I think the plan here is like we're gonna give them something. We're gonna give them a treat because we have to, we have to compete against the PS5 and the Xbox Series X this fall. So we got to do something. But we know mm-hmm. we can make more money on this next gen console we're releasing in the spring of 2021, which they are. And so they're gonna mark up the price on each of these games individually, right? That's got to be the plan. That's my guess. M- Maybe I don't know. The limited time is between September 18th and March and March 31st, yes, March 2021. specifically, which tell that's I think when they're planning on releasing the new Switch, like an updated Switch, like a Switch Pro. Huh? Yeah that they, that's been rumored for a little bit now. So the the full package is the limited yes. time. I mean that's that's just Adam's guess. And right, right, right. It's that's... not re- I'm not reporting that. Right. That yeah. does make sense. Yeah. If this is like a $60... It's a $60 package. Like, yeah, it has Mario 64, yeah. Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. I have not played those two games. And, right. And then I can see them doing, getting rid of that and then releasing them all for like, you know, 50 or bucks Or they each could be doing actual remasters that they're going to release for the new Switch Pro, which would be pretty mm. devious. Right, I mean, but they do that shit all they the time. They do. So. Yeah, you're right. I, I thought a lot about this. But that fight we had, Tom, really made me think, and uh, I came back to the conclusion because <laughs> Tom, the point of the the point of the fight for the audience was Tom was like, Nintendo is, is pieces of shit because they just screw their audience over all the time. I was like, they they screw their consumer base every time. Right. And I was like, settle down. It's video games, right? But then I thought more uh-huh. about it. And I'm like, no, don't settle down. Settle up on this, because you're right. They are kind of being dicks. Why are they doing that? Yeah. I don't know. It's the same reason why they, they create a false... They, they create artificial scarcity for all of, for their consoles and stuff uh, by design. 
um, which creates like this punishing secondary market. And anybody who's tried to find a Wii or like uh, the the Wii U or any of the mini systems or a Switch, both when it released and right now, I mean, right now it's more forgivable because there's there's legitimate production shortages, has felt that <laughs> like where you're just like fuck i'm really i'm really gonna spend six hundred dollars on this switch on ebay because it's the only way i can get one you know it's and and they do this on purpose like it's if you people should be more angry at nintendo for that than than they people are, are in my opinion people are pretty mad about it uh which i mean <clears throat> and like you know dopes like me who my initial reaction is like dude shut up you're getting mario 64 what the hell do you want it's like one of the best games of all time get the fuck out of here yeah but then when you think about it, it's like, yeah, well, but we always could have had it. They could have had it in our mm-hmm. hands for decades if they wanted to. You know? Yeah, and I mean, it's been on the Wii Shop channel, right? which they refuse to move over. It's just like the limited, the limited edition aspect of it is what really irked me when I saw this announcement. Because it's like, oh, I get to play Mario, but why are they doing this weird Disney vault bullshit with it? Yeah, yeah. it's something devious to make more money. But the other thing is, and I say this knowing that you're going to get furious when I say it. Uh, oh. Nintendo Nintendo has the best shit. Like they they have assets they can make so much more money on every time they re-release it. So like uh-huh. from a from a capitalist point of view, which I'm not saying is good. I'm just saying it's a fact. They have mm-hmm. to do this to make the most money they can if that's the goal. Right? If the goal is to make the most money, they're doing it, right? Uh Yeah. And like we're, I don't think either of the other systems have or or even ecosystems have the assets to monetize this way, you know, like like what game on PlayStation could they do this but and fans, we'd all be like, oh god, just give it to us. Whereas Nintendo has like fifty games like that or more, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean Final Fantasy VII, but that's like yeah. I, you're. I still understand the point is is that that's like there are very few examples, right? And and, and that's interesting because there's so many video games, right? We're cranking out probably more video games mm-hmm. than movies at this point. And, uh, Nintendo has so many more that are, that people will pay any price to have. So they're the only ones that mm-hmm. can do this Disney bullshit. And then we kind of hold them against the standard of Sony and Xbox and be like, well, they don't do it. And it's like, yeah, because they can't, if they could, they would like for if you want proof of that. Where's the pre-orders for PS5 and Xbox? They should have been out for months now, and they're not because they're in a price war. And why are they in a price war? Because they can't. Because they know yeah. you're going to buy it, you know. And they want what they want to do is charge you six hundred bucks or more, but they don't want to do it if the other one's not going to do it. That's the whole right, thing. They don't want, neither neither one wants to be the first one to but, do it. Yeah, because they're going to suffer for it. Right, but they if they could do it, they fucking would. They don't think they're the nice ones. They're not. You know? Uh the thing mm-hmm. to me that's an unforgivable about all this is that it is that Nintendo refuses to do like basic quality of life things, and I would include Yes. I would include this as one of those things. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind that they want to charge a bunch of money for Mario sixty four or whatever. I don't mind that. Like Yeah, that's not yeah. even the grape that I have because I don't have to pay that much money for no. it. No. I don't, I don't mind that they want to do that, but like they should have, because they already had the capability of delivering it to me digitally and probably pretty quickly on cart if they really wanted to, stop making me fucking wait for it. Especially in a quarantine, man. We've been sitting around waiting for games for months and months. Like this shit should have been out in our hands immediately in like April. You know, they <laughs> seriously, they had it. We know they had it because they had a leak. 
You know? Yeah. Uh, right. They had a leak that said exactly what was going to happen, like verbatim. And then it happened, which, hey, I'm grateful for mm-hmm. it. Hey, maybe instead sure. of waiting and to see how the PS5 thing goes and the Xbox things goes, just release it so we can have it, so we can spend something <laughs> of our time on something we like instead of staring out the window, wishing that somehow Trump dies in a fire. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Their 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 quality of life thing is, is always pretty shitty. Like their 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 um, uh, internet st- their their online stuff is ridiculous. The fact that you can't you can't you can you have to like really make an effort to stream. Yeah, it, it's it's not uh, it's not streamer friendly. Totally unacceptable. There's no completely unacceptable. There's no onboard chat function. Completely unacceptable. There's no, you you have to give this really complicated friend code. To play with, yeah. it's like it's yeah. And right. You have you you have to chat using an app on your it's smartphone. Like, what is this, it's like Knox? what the fuck Both, is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, the thing is, I they want it. They I don't think they care about adults. My my niece and nephew both have switches, and watching them play, it's like oh, this is how it's right. designed. Is that they're playing together, yelling at each other across the room, you know, using the controllers for using on the same screen. They're doing all the shit the commercials tell you to do. Uh, And so, like, it's the fact that they're, like, they designed their game system to be for one very specific thing. And they're like, no, you you play it this Mm -hmm. way. This is how we want you to play it. And it's very irritating for like uh, loser adults yeah. like myself who want to just like play it, like stream it. Uh, that's 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 uh, interesting because kids aren't the ones that are making them all this money. That's correct. When they're put when they're that's putting true. out Mario I, remakes true. and Zelda right. remakes and those commercials, the commercials that I'm referencing I have adults yeah. wrong about this, the straight up wrong because the the entire way they get at their customer is a way that only adults would know how to do. Like not know how, but that would only adults would be engaged enough to to connect to it. So like they drop random conferences whenever, right? So like that implies that they have a fan base that's like sort of rapidly waiting for news, which well, is not going to be kids. I think they're trying to. Yeah. I think they're trying to cater to both. Well, okay. Yes. So I agree with that. I think what they. I think this boils down to money. The whole thing boils down to money. They're like, hey, look, we we don't have yeah, to, we don't have does. to have party chat. Because it's going to cost us money, and it's going to make this thing cost more than we want it to. Yep. And we think right. that we can make it more of a handheld system without it. That's the whole idea: is let's make this a Game Boy slash a Game Boy slash proper console, right? That's yeah. that's the Adam. I'm not a Game Boy. I'm a Game Man. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Right. <laughs> but like, they're like, yeah, you are, you little boy. Yeah, you are, you little gamer boy. And then <laughs> yeah, you're like, little boy. And I'm like, like, send, you, send you know, me the All Stars. Send me all the All Stars. Yeah, like, <laughs> I am, I am a little boy. Give me Mario 64. Right. Dave, I am if, a Game Boy. Dave, if they were just marketing to kids, this package, this whole thing that is basically their crown jewel of their year, although it isn't really because Animal Crossing made more money than anything, but the crown jewel of their year would not be Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine, games that kids don't care about because they're old. Is this oh, their definitely. crown jewel? It's, yeah, definitely. this is, yeah. This is going to make them a shitload yes. of money. I mean, Animal Crossing, I, they knew it was going to be successful, but, like, they didn't plan on the coronavirus, which definitely helped, you know? Yeah. So, out of Switch, because you, I know what you mean by saying they have all the best stuff, but, like, this year for Switch, 
The only things that's made a mark that I've heard about is Animal Crossing uh, and a game that already existed. Yeah, that's a, it's a shitty release schedule, but they've probably still made more money than any other video game company just because of Animal Crossing. Like, the sales for Animal right. Crossing, it's like one of the greatest selling games of all time. Uh, like, I'm, I, I, I heard this on a podcast the other day. It was like, it, right. just, they've sold 61 million Switches. This is as of August 6th. And they've sold, like, more than, like, I think, like, 20 million Animal Crossings or something. Like, so much more than most games. It's, it's fucking crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. They, yeah, because it's the only fucking game. They sold 22.4 million copies of Animal Crossing New Horizons. And, like, just to give you a contrast, what was the most popular game last year on PlayStation, would you say? I'm trying to think. Red Dead, right? Uh, that, Honestly, wasn't, that wasn't last year. Probably let's Red look up Dead, Red yeah. Dead, too. That was actually the year before. But let's. But isn't this, isn't this the thing is that, like, Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, variety is what they go for. This is why I regret buying a Switch, is that I bought a Switch because I stream, and I was like, I should have a Switch. Uh, and uh, then realized there's, like, two games. You're, you're right. It's like bullshit. That, it's complete bullshit. Yeah, and it's like, it's, well, this isn't worth it. It's why they should. Um, it's why it's unacceptable that they refuse to set up an online shop and like, hey man, play all the Nintendo games. You just got to pay for them, but play all yeah. the Nintendo. Like it's bullshit, you know. Mario sixty four should have been available from day one. I don't care about a remastered of it because the original is still one of the best Agreed. games I've ever played. Uh, they should have a N sixty four controller that you can like plug in. Uh, well, they should it, just controller sucks. do that. They uh, should just be like, "Here's yeah, that, all the that N64 controller is, dog shit. controller is way worse than <laughs> you remember, the, Dave. I don't be careful what you wish for." Look, I like my controllers to have a big old dong yep, in the middle just of a them. Swinging dong. Yeah, you can just make that. Just a swinging. You can just make uh, it grip. You know, if you really wanted yeah. to. Hey, so sure. briefly, actually, Red Dead Two has sold at this point 29 million units from this article I'm reading, and that was a year and a half before. Animal Crossing came out. So that's like okay. almost, a lot of people are buying Animal Crossing. Right. I mean, but like, but so that meet the, the point being they don't need to release more games. They don't need to. They made all the money already on that game. You know, like they, they don't need to. Right. Because they only have the one. Oh, no, game. I'm sorry. The number is yeah. much higher than I remember. It is, the number for Red Dead 2 is higher. It's like 35 or something. It's more. My bad. Right. right, but the, the point still stands, and yeah, that's we don't need to belabor Nintendo anymore. It's just, yeah, Mario sixty four is coming out. It's just another example of kind of the shitty way that Nintendo does business, but we let them get yeah. away with it because it's Nintendo. Um, all right, I want to move to the uh, next. Me too. Story, and we don't we don't have to do these final two stories. I don't know if there's uh, much there's in the something. final two, there's but something. we should. Yeah. Okay. Well. We definitely have to talk about the fact that both Robert Pattinson Whoa. and The Rock Whoa. get COVID. Yep. And then just now, uh, fucking the big, not the big show, Kevin Nash, I just saw, oh, revealed that he and his right. family tested positive. Yeah, big big daddy cool. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I Damn mean, <laughs> not surprising. The Rock getting COVID uh, is like, when, look, this is, I'm glad that he's fine and his family's fine because like all that's going to happen is he's just going to have a character turn from this. You know, like he's coming back as a if heel. If anything, great. The Rock, 
The Rock won't just beat COVID, but he'll eliminate it from the earth. <laughs> like it might be the best thing That's to true, happen. Yeah. He'll hunt down COVID mm-hmm. and he'll kill right, every last that COVID. people's elbow. Oh yeah, and, he'll give it the Rock just he'll vanish. Yeah. yeah. But like Robert Pattinson, he's so fragile. Yeah. I'm scared for him. But. Like, I remember seeing the headlines like Batman to resume filming and thinking like, oh, shit, well, they're going to give Robert Pattinson yeah, sure and, like enough. 10 seconds later. Yeah. Like, somebody coughed immediately it's, in his mouth, you yeah. know, like the Jurassic World one is more egregious to me. Uh, I mean, it's both it's both stupid. Like, we shouldn't be doing this right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like ju- the Jurassic World production is is crossing like international borders. Yeah. Um, several of their crew members have already been sick. They already let Chris Pratt leave England to visit uh, his newborn kid, which, you know, you don't want to be angry at the guy, but it's like they let him leave and then come back. So it's like they're they're still just behaving like, yeah. even though they have like it's... these protocols on set, it's like, well, you're still... You're 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 all you're in a you're all gathered together in, in in tight spaces filming and like and then with Jurassic World like and you're still like traveling around the world like this is the right. opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. All all over the world we're going to see second and third waves of mm-hmm. this. But in America is like the only country where we did a victory lap having not done anything and then are going to we're going to get so many stories where it's like Blank reopened, uh, blank to resume, and then a week blank later, closed. oh, all the people, yeah. blank has closes yeah. COVID, because it's just like, yeah, we didn't even, it's going to happen so much quicker for us, where it's like, yeah, we didn't do the if thing. We, did, we literally did nothing. It's, inc- it's incredibly dumb yeah. that we're trying to shoot movies right now. Uh, and I say that as a person yeah. who, more than anything else in the world, all I want is to direct my own movie. That's all I want. And, and right. I understand every other person feels the same way. And yet it's like, dude, you, like how many times we've read this story like 50 times now. They're like, no, no, we can make it work. And yeah. then they don't. Except for the NBA. The NBA is like the only place that's figured out how to do it. You know, none of the rest of these places have figured out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And they're not gonna yeah. because like, hey, man, it's impossible to have like a sealed tight germ free environment. When you're shooting out in the world, how are you going to do that? Right. Yeah. I feel it's, bad uh, for Robert silly. Pattinson because I think it leaked that he was the one, right? It was like, it was like they tried to announce it as a crew yeah. member. It did leak. And yeah. then it was like, no, no, it's Batman. <laughs> it it yeah. was Batman. Batman. Yeah. We got Batman. It makes sense because the, the lead actor, they're going to be the one touching all the stuff. They and can't being wear a mask all the time or a face shield. Or if they do wear a mask, it covers yeah. the wrong parts. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should put a mask on them. Yeah, you're right. Batman is the opposite right. of a COVID mm-hmm. mask. Uh, they should put a mask on them and then, uh, and then they do Justice League. They just give them a CGI mouth, like a horrifying yeah, CGI mouth. mouth from Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, do yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just bring it all Fuck full circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, I, when I was reading this article, I had stumbled on one delightful fact about Robert Pattinson, which is he's refusing to be uh, to be uh, fat, like dead fat, steadfast about doing the workouts because he thinks it's bullshit that everybody has to bulk up for every movie. He's like, "What the fuck is this? We didn't used to do this in the seventies. Like enough of this." <laughs> yeah, I saw that in the incredible what what, was it gq or vanity fair he had a he had a really in-depth uh pro profile a few months ago 
uh, where he was like making spaghetti in the microwave and almost burned his apartment down. Um, Yeah, he he like (laughs) in the 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 energy he displayed in that portfolio was like, oh, you're just your character from the lighthouse, or you're just you're just your character from Good Time. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah. but yeah, he talked about that where he was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. He's like, I'm doing the diet. That's enough. (laughs) Like, I'm not doing the workout. I loved it. Yeah, because it's That's it's great. true. Like we don't need everyone to be roided up, like looking like you know cartoon drawings. You mm. know, Batman can be a regular guy. You know, for fuck's yeah. sake, he uses grappling hooks and stuff. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm so yeah. sad that the Rock got COVID, but I'm so glad it was him uh, because uh, he's the people's champion and he overcame it. Yeah, of course he right. did. Mm-hmm. He's the rock. Right. And he'll help. And no, I, he'll help I, the how much you want to bet Triple H was behind it? How much you want to how much you want to <laughs> bet on that, Tom? Triple H came in 100%. and he's like, here you go, people's champ. That's why they, he that's blew why it they in call his me the cerebral assassin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it somehow infected the rock's house with COVID. That's right. Basically, I'm just living in fanfic with the rock the rest of my life. <laughs> The rest of my life, they're going to be actors and a little play for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the gift they give me. It's like, yeah, I I know what these action figures are going to do next. Yeah, I really really want to see that promo on the Titan Tron. Can you even imagine? Triple H, you came in, gave the Rock (laughs) the virus. Well, the Rock has something else for you. And it's the people's elbow. We all know what it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's the people's elbow. That's but what he always, always has for somebody. It's always like, enough. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Um, well, you, 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 you I, did I, want I to discuss these next stories? I can feel Tom's anxiety. I can feel it crawling through this microphone. So, so mm-hmm. I, Sure. All right. Well, let's this talk first about- one, definitely. Yes, the Godfather cut. Yes. Okay. Co- yeah. Yeah. Coppola is releasing a new cut of Godfather 3, I think with a different, different ending. different beginning. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. He had the audacity- he had the audacity <laughs> to say the title Mario Puzo's The Godfather, comma, coda, semi, or colon, The Death of Michael Corleone is an acknowledgement of Mario's and my preferred title and our original intentions for what became The Godfather Part 3. That train wreck of a title should tell you exactly how bad this cut's going to be. Because right, it's like no. I see all the I see all of the reasons why the Godfather three was bad. Yes, that's eight titles, like, bro. That's eight titles. Like who, who are you blaming it on? Like you, you were Francis Ford Coppola when that movie came out. Like you had all the power. Nobody put there. a gun to your head and said, "Please cast your daughter as an actor." Nobody said like yeah. that's what we need. The studio needs it. What happened instead was you put a gun to the studio's head. And said, I'm going to put yeah. my daughter as the main character. And they're like, uh, all right, cool. Sounds great. Well, she was a recast. Yeah, she was a, I think least. she was pretty last minute, right? It, yeah, it was Winona Ryder, and I, and I believe. I, you know what? I'm not judging him for that. I've been in that situation. But you know when it's not working. You know, you're like, you, you know what I mean? Come on. Right. You have to know when it's not working. She's, and she's not the only problem with that film. No, but, it's, it, but <laughs> you, if you took that out, you'd feel a lot better about the film. Honestly, if you took that out and also took the words "The Godfather" out of the title, I think you'd like that movie mm. a lot more. Maybe I don't know. It's not good. So, what is he changing in your opinion? Like, what is what what is coming out? Of I who 
Who knows? I, he's gonna fucking drop this Snyder. That's cut exactly on it. That's what I want it to be—is the <laughs> Snyder cut, baby. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I mean, he he deserves sure. it. Sure. What if he fucking Blade Runner twenty forty nine his daughter like and just puts a weird CG overlay of a different actor? You know what I mean? Like just like he just replaces mm. her with a different oh, man. CG actor. You know? I know I'm being cruel to. I've watched the shit well, yeah, out of you'd that. Love it. Yeah. Exactly. You're the reason why it's probably going to happen. He replaces her with Sean Young. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, a, a meta joke that nobody understands. I, I understood it, and I have. A, <laughs> well, I know. Like nobody around him understands why he's doing. I have it. a lot to say about Sean Young, but I'm going to save it for a director piece. I can promise you that. I've, I've been I've been sure, thinking yeah. quite a bit about mm-hmm. Sean Young. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite a bit. So. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, man. I'm excited to talk more about that. Um, should we move on? Mm-hmm. If, does anybody have anything mm-hmm. else to say mm-hmm. about Godfather Part Three? No. No. Let's let's uh, name some more producers. Producers like Left. Mm. Thank you, Left. Thank you. Thank you to Nolan Mayton. Woo. Thank you very much. Thank you to Joshua Love Graves. Graves. Thank you to Normal Man Andrew McGuire. Woo. Thank you very much, Normal Man. Thank you to Ozzy. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you to AJ. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Yeah. Tip Drizzle. Thank you to Frankly Amish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Uh, Tom. All right. Thank you to Mrs. You? Voidus. Really love it. Thanks to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Yep. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Mm. Thank you to David Knife Boot. Henson, MBA CPA. Thanks to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank oh, you. Man. <laughs> Thanks to Mackenzie, Righteous Hand of the Lizard People, Chill. Sure. Thank thanks you. to Funky J. Thank and you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Underrated name. Pie guy. Underrated name. <laughs> Underrated. Yeah. Oh, man. Dave. Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dave. Can can you hear me? Tom? Can you hear me? Tom? I need yeah. I need to I need to I need to know if you have a movie Tom? that deserves more hype. I oh, do. Fuck no. shit. Yeah. Yeah, time to bring down the room. <laughs> uh I I I want to uh, uh uh tag a trigger warning on this cuz it's dealing with uh suicide, yeah. which is you know, kind of a bummer. This <laughs> kind yeah. of a bummer. <laughs> a uh, bummer. This is uh the movie Last Call coming out September 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the plot is, um, well, it's a woman who's a custodian at, I think, a suicide prevention hotline who, like, I, somehow answers the phone. No, there? it's a wrong number. Oh, it's a mm, wrong he's number. He's trying to reach the hotline. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's a custodian, and he's trying to call uh-huh. a suicide. Right, and she's at work, and she it's a wrong number, and it's a guy who's drunk, and he's contemplating suicide, and she takes it upon herself to basically try to talk him down. Uh, and it's two strangers uh, and they'll, uh, just sort of talking to each other, and that's the entire goddamn movie. Uh, it's an indie film. The I, I guess you could call it gimmick, but it sounds like it's part of the intensity is that it was uh the whole thing is filmed in one shot split screen two shots for the two of them so two shots it's two one or shots basically one of the woman one of the guy 
Yeah. And they're just having this conversation with each other. And it sounds like it's very intense. Uh, I, 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 the ending, uh, I've heard a little bit, but I won't spoil anything, but it sounds interesting. Um, and it sounds like it's just two actors sort of acting the shit out of this film because it's just mm-hmm. them. There's not, there's really not much else to it. I'm definitely very interested in this. This is yeah. This is becoming kind it's, of an um, indie genre, honestly. Like the the single take, intense film. Because uh, there's there's a bunch of these. This is not the fr- like Time Code was one of the first ones I know of, and that was in two thousand. Yes, Time Code. I mean, and then there's the Cindy t- single take, uh, just weird film such as um, Russian Ark, which is one of my favorites for movies that are entirely one take. Have you seen Russian Ark? Yes. It's fucking wild. Uh, it takes place in a museum and it like goes through oh, time. Cool. Uh, it's like someone walking around a museum and it's very surreal and it keeps skipping through time. And then there's this big ending with all these extras. It's really, it's really beautiful film. Uh, this was, uh, yeah, the um, the director of this did. Oh, what did he do? He he did some other thing where it was like a Snapchat movie or something, huh. like another single take. Li- it was a live stream movie. Uh, so this person has had like sort of a background in kind of doing these types this, of films. This seems like a great marriage uh, of a particular gimmick and the, a narrative that supports it. Like that that mm-hmm. that to me is the decision about whether I care about the single shot or not. Uh like I don't think having a single yeah. shot is a bad thing. And I know it's incredibly difficult. I know that. Uh mm-hmm. I know you're gonna spend weeks and weeks rehearsing it and it's very hard. But like that doesn't make it interesting. You know Right. The question is always is there yeah, a reason? The will to do will this? it will this format be the way to get the most out of this story, or is this like your way of saying we didn't have any money, so we did a crazy thing to get some attention? Um, this feels like a different thing, which is this is actually a creative way to do this story. Um, and yeah, I'm, yes. I'm on board with that. To me, it's like it's the same as uh, like Charlie Kaufman scripts. Like I feel like Charlie Kaufman scripts are always very high concept. And they're always interesting, but some of them are a really great marriage of high concept idea and the underlying story, and some of them are not. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this mm-hmm. feels right. like the the good one, like the Eternal Sunshine, if you will, version. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it does feel earned. Yes, hundred uh, percent. At least, yeah. yeah. In terms of the the premise that we know, uh, which is why, yeah, I'm. Pr- I'm I'm pretty eager to see this. Um, I'm not sure about, I think it's having a, a, like a, probably a limited run first. Uh, I don't think we know exactly when the streaming date is. I mean, maybe it's that September date, but there it's unclear. Right. I I Uh, mean, so I would just keep an eye on this one with what we're going to do for the Academy Awards next year. And this, because like, there's going to be a lot of movies trying to rush a theatrical run together. If we get a vaccine, you know, and a lot of movies that just flat yeah. out won't be able to do it. And so, like, f- like so many other things, suddenly the Academy is going to bend over backwards when it hasn't been willing to for decades to incorporate movies as they were this last year. And it's going to be a big change. Yep. Streaming. It's suddenly streaming's not so it's 
it's that thing of coronavirus rushed a lot of progress that we are already heading towards. One of which being that the Academy is like, well, we're not going to nominate Netflix films. And it's like, yeah, fuckos, you have no goddamn choice. Right. Uh, if you want to have a, uh, want to have a relevant broadcast for the Oscars, you're going to have to look at streaming and they, that honestly, that was yeah. always the truth. It just, now they have no choice. Yes, so. And this, this movie, like you saying, Good. this one's going to have a theatrical release is like, there is absolutely no reason for this to have a theatrical release at all. No, I, I, I'm, it's more just that the details are unclear. Right. Uh, and I'm assuming you'll see this on Amazon mm-hmm. pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, on that just um, brief question on that note, are you guys going to watch Mulan for $30? Yeah, Probably. I guess. I mean, for the podcast, not for not <laughs> right, for Dave. Right, right. But Would Dave for the pay podcast. $10 for it? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. actually think that movie deserves to exist as a live action movie. Uh so yes yeah i'm i'm curious to see how it performs because it's a big industry temperature taker for sure yep they're 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 using it to figure this out absolutely and if it works really well i mean i want it to succeed um not just because you know it looks good uh but mainly because it'll open the door for them to just do a bunch of you know more more of this yeah uh because i don't want to go i i want to see tenet i want to see i guess unhinged i want to see the new mutants i mean it's a morbid curiosity with that last one but like (laughs) i i don't want to go to a theater and i'm not going to so they should put that shit out on 100 percent. although i'll just say dave one of my one of my great life dreams is to one day have a film that i made in a theater and I hope. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. every and I'm filmmaker. I'm hoping that that is not now impossible. You know. Here's what we do: we we do we next year when it's all done, then we stick them up on theaters. Like just after do a secondary fact. run. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fuck do it. the Mario sixty four path limited time. Yeah, that's Mario sixty four. Yeah. So see, yeah. see, Nintendo's actually solving all the world's problems. That's what they're doing. Sure. Yeah, yeah they're of ahead of the curve. See, that's what we were all. That's what we were ultimately building toward. Is <laughs> that point? Also, to the point where oh. this podcast is longer than that lighthouse podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, on that yeah. note, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We'll Woo! see. <laughs> oh man, that is a so. I am calling it, Adam. Thank you so much for being on. Always the show. a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Adam, tell us where oh, we can well, find you. Well, you can find you. me in the cave I live in, uh, like the rest of us. But online, in the free world yeah. of the online market, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Gans, also on Instagram. But don't do that because don't be weird. And also, uh, you can find all my podcasts uh-huh. on the Small Beans Network. There are three of them. Briefly, they are. I'll show you mine if you show me yours with Maggie Mae Smith, which is about media and friendship. And Maggie Mae Fish. What did I say? I keep saying Maggie Smith. Smith. It's because I love her so much. God, you know how many times Mr. Potter? She's the best. Yeah. Anyway, Dame Maggie. She's Smith. oh, what a treasure. Anyway, Maggie <laughs> Maggie Fish also a treasure. Different treasure though. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, <laughs> director piece theater with my buddy Abe, which is about uh, just the art of directing in low art movies. And finally, one upsmanship, the classic, 
with uh, my buddy Mike Swain, and it's about video games. They're all fantastic to listen yeah. to. Dave, tell yeah. them what we got going on. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. You can also become a Hypecast producer on there. Or you can make us watch movies with a uh, We Just Watched here. We just watched Cube. We sure did. That's uh, that's what we did. Cube. We absolutely I did. I need to watch that. Um, I need to watch it. Yeah. Damn. You should watch Cube. Um, we also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash employed. You can check out t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, whatever you're looking for. We've got it there. Or don't. I don't know. Just, you know, you'd be Live your life. I'm going to stare. I'm going to stare roundly yeah. at my wall for an hour and 13 minutes until Tony Hawk is available. That's that is my plan. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just going to sit there thinking about Tony Hawk. God, the grinds <laughs> and the manuals. <laughs> oh, man. The. The, the 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 manuals the the Rodney Mullen dark slide I'm nose boning my way right into the future if I can oh uh, hell yeah. yeah um all right let's let's be done say goodbye everyone bye goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.